0: What's up, Redemption? How you doing? How's everyone's week going? Hopefully it's going well. I know everyone's excited for the news to drop that I found out from Chris and Gabe last week regarding another piece of the puzzle to the hype that is building for Nationals. And I've got my boy Jaden on this week, and we're going to get right into it. I know I poked some fun on Discord about saving it for the last five minutes of the episode and just building it up, building it up, but we're not going to do that to you. We're going to get right into it. So, thanks for being here as always, really appreciate you guys tuning in All right, thank you for joining. My name is John Hendricks, and I am joined by a friend of the podcast jaden how you doing Jaden?
1: doing all right how are you
0: i am I am good um kind of pushing it pushing the envelope here to get this recorded and edited for tomorrow, which seems to be the case these days but <laughs> as we've kind of mentioned the last last few days and built the hype up for an announcement or a bit of information that I gathered from Chris and Gabe last week. Instead of saving it for later in the episode, like I, I mentioned that I might do on Discord, I'm just going to go ahead and do it right now. Go ahead and drop that nugget. Uh, but first, I want to see, do you have any guesses what you think it might be? Because you don't know at this point, right?
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I have no idea what... Uh... Uh, what the surprise is here so um, i I feel like it's got to have something to do with with nats like i feel like that was kind of the build-up is like you know nats there's there's something else with nats past the the starter decks and phase two booster draft and all that
0: exactly and it's something about the event of nationals and something that is happening at nationals um let me let me go ahead, I'll give you a list of names and you just try to tell me what might be the common thread among all of these names, okay?
1: Okay.
0: All right. Daniel Hazinga, I think I said that right.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Your your brother Justin, John, uh-huh. Early, Gabe, Josh Knitt, uh, Josiah Beers, Isaac Miller, J D. Cunningham, Tyler Stevens, Brian Jones, yourself. So those are those are the names. And they have one common thread.
1: These are all people who have uh, made a player-created card.
0: That's right. These players have (laughs) all won a category and made a player-created card. And from the conversation last week with Gabe, the Elder team have talked to Rob, and they are bringing back Create a Card incentive for winners. But not only that, it used to be like, it was a random category or I don't really know how they picked that, but it was just, you know, a couple of categories that got to do it. Uh-huh. All five officially sanctioned categories at nationals will create a card. Okay. So create a card is coming back to nationals.
1: So that's, that's everything but type a, which I mean, I guess type a is a technically officially sanctioned, right?
0: I'm, um, sure. I'm not really sure about that. I know that, Gabe told me specifically it was five five categories. So I'm assuming that's booster sealed, teams, and type one and type two.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Um, so I do have the parameters. So um, obviously there was a reason that they stopped doing the create a card.
1: And Joshua. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs>
0: As you can imagine, yeah, Joshua is kind of part of that. So Gabe did mention that it will be different, and it had to be different. So, it's going to be a more simplistic card that is created, and that is to avoid the potential for what he quoted as semi broken cards and If we um look at all of the cards that have been created, I think Joshua might be a main offender oh, yeah. as far as as far as that goes, but you know if you're using joshua you don't I'm sure you don't mind. But if he's used against you, then that's where you're like, ah, it's a little too strong. It's it's a little bit above the power level.
1: Even when I'm using him, though, I do kind of feel like I'm like, I mean, I don't I don't like not use him because I, I feel bad or, any, or anything. But when I do use him, I'm kind of like, man, this is just like free value.
0: Yeah. So um, to avoid situations like that, they did add, add some guidelines and parameters, and I'll go over those. Not only is it different, and it's going to be more simplistic, we mentioned that all five winners of an official category at Nats will have the option to create a card. Limit one card per player. So that means if you win two categories or more, you'll make a card from the first win, and then the second one you would pass down to the next eligible player uh, or runner-up for that category. Bummer. Makes sense.
1: Can't, Can't create... I just create three like very similar cards. Maybe maybe do like a Sadducees kind of thing with different arts. You know? <laughs>
0: well, well, you could, but you'd have to get your buddy to come in, or somebody to come in second behind you if you win multiple categories.
1: Okay, fine.
0: So, um, at so repeat winners will will pass their second card down to the next eligible runner up of that category. Elders also because looking at the list of cards that have been created, elders are listed, you know, a decent amount through that. Gabe mentioned that they wanted to make sure that it was something where, you know, they didn't take it away from the community or whatnot. So elders will not. they are be good to
1: create cards.
0: (laughs) Right. They will not be creating cards. And if an elder wins, so if John Early wins type one, the next eligible runner-up would get the privilege of creating a card for that category. Makes sense. And here's where we get into some of the specifics about it. The card that will be created is going to be limited to a character or an enhancement. So no fortresses, no sites, no artifacts, that type of thing. So it's going to be listed or limited to character or enhancement, limited also to a single brigade and Then limited to two or three abilities. This is how Gabe explained it to me. Mm -hmm. And will include, more than likely will include a choice of this or that. Similar to cards that we've seen where they have multiple benefits that you can, you know, gain. But you have to make a choice on how you use that. You do this or that. And then they will not have any modifiers applied to them. So no, cannot be prevented, interrupted, negated or regardless of protect, that type of thing. So we're making pretty basic cards.
1: So it seems like it's pretty similar to back in, what, like 2010, 2009, when you got to create a, like, your yourself, I guess, uh, a card for yourself that was legal for one tournament season, and you got, like, a set of, you know, strength and toughness that you could pick. I'm pretty sure John talked about it on the uh, the collecting yeah, um, he did.
0: Yeah. And uh, they, we shared the image of that when we posted to Land of Redemption of his <laughs> card, where he had his red dragon stuffed animal.
1: <laughs> and the koala bear. <laughs> yeah,
0: the koala bear. That's right. But yeah, so now he didn't tell me what the abilities are that you get to pick from or if they they are limited to a, a, a select pool. He just said uh, at most you would have like two abilities and then there would be a choice of which to use on the card as it's played. So I don't know what the actual abilities are the, are going to be on the cards, but you can create a character enhancement that is a single brigade. The winners will be provided with the theme and scripture reference for uh, from the design team for the next set that they are working on. And if the winner chooses to stay within those parameters for their card, it will release with that next set. So, you know, that kind of makes sense that here's what we're working on. If you make a card that fits within this, we'll get it out with this set. Right. Um, If you choose not to, and you create a card outside of those parameters, the design team cannot guarantee that your card will be included in the next set, but it will be released within the next three years. So this could be in a future set. It could be a promo card or some other type of release. So... If you stay within the parameters that they provide, it'll come out with the next set. If not, you're looking at potentially up to three years before it's released.
1: So you're gonna do it from the next set, basically, is what you're saying.
0: <laughs> basically, or you you know, if you go rogue, you're just going to have to uh, be willing to wait for your card to come out. Yeah. Um, players will get to choose their artwork. I asked Gabe about this because I I am not aware. Uh, you know, being a newer player, I've only been to one Nats. I haven't won a category, obviously, to that had a stipulation or an incentive for creating a card. So I don't know about that. That's why we have you on. In a minute, I will let you um, kind of tell us what the process was previously. But players get to choose their own artwork, provided that it is public domain or otherwise free to cactus. And what I mean by otherwise free to cactus is that if you had someone that – you wanted to get you wanted to commission art from um Gabe mentioned that covenant of prayer that he created the artwork was done by a friend's wife and he he got that commissioned and was able to use that also and I thought this was pretty cool because I didn't know this but Leviathan was Josiah's card that he created and that was in 2017 that he uh One and was able to create the card. And he had that artwork commissioned by a friend. So those are unique artwork pieces to redemption that came by way of the create a card incentive. So I guess that's how it's changing. And so I think for most people, yeah, it seems a little bit like when you look at the fact that like, let's just use a card, for example, faith, which is a really strong card that you get to go and grab a character from your deck reserve or discard pile, shuffle it for a future use. You know, mm-hmm. unless you put it into your unless you put it into your discard pile for the exchange. That's a pretty strong card. Obviously we're not gonna have cards of that strength level anymore. But it's still going to be pretty cool to create a card and be able to, you know, know that you created a card that's in the game. If you care about the game of redemption, just have your name on a card or not necessarily your name. They don't put the name of the player on the card specifically, but you know what I mean yeah
1: the 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 category
0: right the the, the wow factor is still there for knowing that you had input on a card, so I think it's still something to chase after and enjoy if you do win and get to do that, so you made Bethlehem, which was a city from or well it was in l o c and yeah. you made it after the twenty nineteen national tournament in Knoxville so what was the process like when you uh, went through the process to create that card?
1: Yeah, so uh, for whatever reason, they decided you know, to switch things up a little bit that year and uh, change up the the categories uh, that would they would allow the winners to create cards for. So Type Two Multiplayer somehow uh, you know got to to be the one on the day that that was just because you know they they didn't want to only give it to like type one two player and that kind of stuff there was a little bit of debate about that but um that's how it was in 2019 and i didn't uh happen to win type two multiplayer that year so uh, basically what they do is uh or at least what they did is uh you were paired up with an elder and um, so you guys were kind of like you know, partners and uh, creating this card and you would kind of pitch your idea to them and you know kind of it would give their their feedback and um you would basically just kind of create the card and they were supervising uh and then once you know the two of you kind of worked it out to a, a state where you think okay the card is you know mostly balanced and um you know, seems pretty reasonable uh, they would present it to the rest of the the elder team and you know kind of put more eyes on it, obviously, to, to make sure that nothing's kind of slipping through. Um, and so uh, with me, it was basically, you know, I was paired up with John Early just because, you know, it, it made a lot of sense uh, that I would be with my brother-in-law because we live close and can work together and that kind of stuff. So uh, I pitched the idea, or I, I'd, I'd, you know, I told him that, like, right, or that year, I guess, Morn and Weep was a big deal. Wages of Sin was really, very good. And so, the, the card that I kind of or that, I, that I wanted to come up with was something to kind of uh, combat those or, or counter those a little bit. Uh, and so, that's where the fortress side of the ability came from. I was kind of wanting it to be like a, you know, gam speech kind of effect, I guess, where you can, um, you know, negate those cards after they're played. Uh, unfortunately, the way that it's worded doesn't actually let you do that because the negate defaults to play uh and so if uh, if you play wages of sin and then it gets underdecked or morning weep and it gets banished then you don't get to negate it but uh that was a slight oversight in the uh the rules at, at that point
0: you said it was you had wanted to create it to combat morning weep and what was the other card
1: wages of sin
0: wages okay
1: so Martin Weep got banned anyway, so I was like, all right, well, I guess that's that's not too bad um, well,
0: you you know what actually probably happened is John let you intent he intentionally let you make a card that didn't work the way that you wanted <laughs> because it would have messed up his confusion card that he created previously
1: that is true yeah, confusion would have was kind of another one of those yep yeah. huh. I'll have to ask him about that
0: yeah on, yeah he always <laughs> knows what he's doing he's he thinks he's pretty slick, but I see yeah. through him.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Well anyways, I, I still thought that the card was, you know, pretty decent. Triggers off of multi brigade evil characters which are all over the place and you know, the multi brigade evil enhancements that were played in battle. Um and then the sight side, you know, uh, still fairly decent. It was, you know, pretty thematic when uh in the set, which you know, take that, uh Brian and J D, their their cards, you know, didn't really have anything to do with Line of Christ, so uh, I get brownie points for that, um, <laughs> and then uh, the uh, initially wanted it to be like your your Ruth and Luke heroes uh, cannot be negated. Uh, they figured out that that was just a little bit too powerful, so we ended up going with cannot be prevented. And the Luke part was kind of added on, knowing that uh, you know, GOC was the next set that we that we were working on. And uh, so it would have some implications there as well.
0: Yeah, I was I was wondering how that that came about if they just told you, hey, we need this to throw in to match the other set that's coming out. Um, did you did you pick out the artwork on that card? or did they? Um, no, did actually they help so, you with
1: that? Uh, I I mean I kind of uh, approved it, I guess, so I was actually over at uh John's house when we were kind of you know brainstorming ideas or whatever and I was like oh why not uh you know Bethlehem city and so John just hopped on google and was looking for um you know free art or you know, stuff that we could uh use for free And uh, I think that part has pretty much stayed the same the free cactus uh part and uh so he he found this art and you know we uh I I thought it looked pretty cool so we kind of cropped it up and um got the good or I guess the the best layout for it I think
0: yeah I yeah I I certainly could have found it found it on my
1: own if I wanted to and and submitted it to him but John just went for it and found this piece which I thought was great
0: yeah I think the artwork really really stands out on it yeah um was there was there any talk when you made it? Because there was another recent Bethlehem that came out. Was there was there any talk of uh, or any resistance to creating? Did did you select to make it Bethlehem, or were you just targeting to make it a fortress or whatever? And they helped you with the suggestion so that it blended with GOC, or did you pick out Bethlehem? And then was there any pushback because there was another Bethlehem promo that had recently come out?
1: So, I think if I remember correctly, the, um, I'm gonna pull up the old Bethlehem just to, uh, if I remember correctly, I, I wanted it to initially be uh, dual alignment or dual testament, sorry, uh, so that I could, you know, uh, similar to the, um, the other one that had just come out, because that one is Matthew and Micah. And so I thought it'd be cool to have one that's, um, you know, Ruth and Luke that, uh, you know, kind of does the, um, I guess not the the same thing as the other one, but uh, the same thing in the sense that it kind of helps two themes. Um, I mean, I guess the other one's kind of generic and and can help a lot of stuff. But um, there was a little bit of, like, uh, I don't know if we really want to print the same card but because it's a different verse and uh you know works in a in a much different way um they were okay with that but they did not uh, the way that dual testament works is that it has to be a direct quote in the new testament from the old testament Um, gotcha. so weren't able to find something and luke does not quote ruth as far as i know especially not about bethlehem so
0: Okay. Well, that's fair. Um, I was just wondering, I figured there there might've been some kind of at least conversation there because it was basically just a reprint of something that had recently come out. Uh, well yeah. reprint with a new ability, but.
1: Right. Um, yeah. There was, there was some talk about that, but it would have been really cool if I could have made it a, a nativity card and a Ruth card.
0: Yeah, that would have so. been pretty cool. But then they would have had to tell you that nativity was coming. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm I'm assuming that was decided at that point. Although maybe not because they didn't put the identifier on the uh, the Son of God that I think came out around the same time as the the Bethlehem before it. So,
0: okay, well, um, I also have, and I sent you over the the images for all of the currently created cards from this mm-hmm. incentive at Nationals for the winner, uh, created cards. And there's currently 15 of them in existence. You've got, they started out with cloud of witnesses. There was three cards made and it was made by, um, there's Coliseum in cloud of witnesses made by Daniel Hasinga. Hasinga. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right again?
1: I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's so too. It's been a too. while and, since I've, uh, heard his name. I think like either Hasinga or Hasinga.
0: Yeah. Like, I can't tell which one to say. Both of them sound like they could be right. So, Mr. Yeah. Daniel, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, say it
1: like, Bazinga from Big Bang Theory. Bazinga.
0: <laughs> um, and then you've got Word of Their Testimony, which was made by your brother Justin, and then John Early made Confusion in Cloud of Witnesses, mm-hmm. um... And you see that there was two elders out of the three cards there, so I guess you kind of see why Gabe mentioned that they wanted to get away from the elders taking, uh, you know, the winner slots for making right. cards. And then in Revelation of John, you've got Covenant of Prayer, which was made by Gabe himself. And then The Ends of the Earth was made by Josh Knitt.
1: Now that one actually is uh, surprises a lot of people, but I'm, I'm pretty sure... I've got it right when in, in saying that his, he pronounces it K'nit,
0: Knit. kind of like okay. Knutson. All right, well, Mr. Josh, I apologize as well if you ever listen. <laughs> um,
1: you can just call him Master Q. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's that guy. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, it seems like every time you're on, I'm just going to mispronounce names. So you're my bad luck charm.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh,
0: And then also in Revelation of John Not Alone was created again by Justin And then Fall of Man We've got Daniel again making Lost Anointing And Josiah made Leviathan The Mighty Warrior was made by Isaac Miller And uh, also in Fall of Man So I guess there was four For -hmm. Fall of Man You have Hope made by J.D. Cunningham Uh, prophecy of christ there was only two made tyler stevens made scapegoat and brian jones made faith in loc there was three you made bethlehem that we mentioned joshua the conqueror was made by brian jones and then jd cunningham again so and he made faith unbowed so and this is what i think is really cool even if it is a watered down um a watered-down version compared to, you know, just the all-gas and no-breaks version here of just make <laughs> make a card, go crazy, get crazy uh-huh. with it, cannot be negated, protected from dominance, <laughs> what, what have you, regardless of protect. Uh, yeah. You want to esteem it that highly, but it's almost like a, you know, a living Hall of Fame for, you know, players that have won national categories. So yeah. you've got people on here, most – well, I won't say most, but there's there's a, quite a few on here that up here at least won uh are at least twice. Um you got Daniel's on here twice, Justin's on here twice. Um JD's on here twice, and Brian Jones is on here twice. And you know, a lot of these other ones like John, he's not on here again, but he won other categories and things of that nature, but right. maybe, you know, either passed it down or didn't, you know, it wasn't in the category that he won i was getting to create a card so it's some of the the better players of the game have their name on cards and i think that's pretty cool to you know preserve that even if it is you know a more simplistic card that's being created it still kind of serves its purpose for doing
1: mm-hmm. that yeah, um, people will see it and be like oh 2019 national tournament type g multiplayer winner creation i wonder who that was
0: and yeah then, and then uh, they'll, they'll be like oh my research. god will you sign my card <laughs> and then you'll say it's going to cost you $5 and then you'll go buy <laughs> a pack of cards and then you'll open the ultra rare, which is going to have the ultra rare plus right behind it.
1: Exactly, you know, yeah. that's actually um, the plan. I haven't signed any cards yet uh, or, I or I haven't signed a Bethlehem yet. So, you know, that they could very well still happen.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, and you
1: didn't call me opening two ultra rares. So if you're calling this now, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're it my happened, good luck charm, It goes back and forth, Well,
0: if it happens, you better give me one of those ultra rares. All right,
1: I will do
0: that. Uh, Because that would just be – there's no way that would ever happen. But, (laughs) again, I did two different different tournaments in Tennessee this year. I did randomly from a desk full of Cloud of Witness packs, tell Jonathan Gomez which pack to open in two different occasions, separated by at least a month. And both times he opened a second coming. So – uh, maybe I am good luck. Who knows? Yeah, um, I believe it. So, so, what I thought would be really cool to do is just take a few minutes and look over these cards because if you look at these cards, some of them don't get as much play. Like, there's one card in here that I have never personally played, and that's not alone. I've never mm-hmm. played that card. Mm-hmm. Not that it's necessarily a bad card or anything, I just I've never played it. Honestly, I don't own it that's probably the biggest reason I've never played it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll that'll usually do it for you. Um, you but all of these other I cards, keep. yeah, all of these other cards at some point I have played. Um, you know, some more than others, like Faith is, you know, something I've played plenty, being that I started playing Flood Survivors, play mm-hmm. Noah-based decks a lot. So mm-hmm. Cloud, uh, Cloud Heroes and things of that nature, it's a good card. Um, but you start looking at these and you can you can see you can see what Gabe means when they're semi broken cards. So I thought it'd be cool for us to rank them. There's fifteen of them to rank them however we have to do that, you know, toss it back and forth, but to rank them one through fifteen. Hmm. And you can rank them just based on how good they are as an individual card or uh, you can do, you know, their card value, like what what they are as a card, plus their meta relevance or meta meta presence, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know how we want to start the uh, the ranking here, but I guess I, it's probably easier to start at the bottom and work our way up.
1: I think that's that's reasonable. First of all, so, though, I would like to say before we start that I'm glad to hear that you have used Bethlehem in a deck.
0: Yeah, I tried to uh I think originally I tried to do when LOC first came out, I did Windows of Narrow Light with the Meek uh Ruth characters mm-hmm. and tried to get them C B P in you know, when they come into battle to get their abilities or whatnot. It oh, didn't really okay. work out all that well, so but the Fortress sides one I have not played it on the Fortress side, but every time I look at the Fortress I'm like, that could be good. You know, it's kind yeah. of got some of that like um insane ability to create card advantage that like treacherous land does.
1: Right. Yeah, it's kinda of like a like <coughs> Damascus is maybe a, a comparable one. Like T Land you get triggers all the time. Damascus yeah. and, and Bethlehem I feel like are kinda of similar. But, yeah. Uh David Outcast Refuge, he's a he's a fun one to use with Bethlehem because he just you, know, you reserve the hero and then you can just ban to him straight from reserve.
0: Uh yeah. So um I don't know how you, how you want to pick this. I would if you're asking me which one I think is at the bottom um I I don't know how are we going to do this.
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like you already kind of you already kind of put it there by by saying so you haven't used it. Not alone. It. I think that that one is probably alone at the bottom.
0: <laughs> okay, so not alone I mean, is at the bottom.
1: It, it was a good card, and it was used a lot when it first came out, I think, because, you know, interrupt and banned, and not only can it, it doesn't just interrupt the battle, it can interrupt a neutral or evil card, so things like Unholy writ or Magic Charms, uh, you know, Magic Charms was more when it came out, I guess, or it's been more popular, but... I don't know right now i think that uh the fact that your hero has to be alone and um you know only bans to humans it's multi-brigade which means that you know lying prophet and damsel both get a huge benefit off of uh it being in your hand um i think that that kind of is what caused the decline
0: not to mention if you played it and banded in um they could, uh, I guess it would work to where they could go lurking into, um, lurking into Xerxes. Doesn't it just count the brigades in battle?
1: Um, oh,
0: or is it on your heroes specifically? I think, it, I think
1: it's number of, might just be number of opponents, good brigades. So yeah, it would count them. So if they, you know, lurking into to outsiders or messenger of Satan or yeah, Xerxes that would, uh not be good for you.
0: As as someone that has um, played a lot of Noah, and unfortunately you get stuck with that that meek side where you, you didn't right. get to bounce them to do the prevent and you just go into battle with them to play your mm-hmm. enhancement or whatever, and then they hit you with something that punishes you for having them all, like, uh, Seized by Babylon is literally his Achilles yep. uh, <laughs> heel. Seized by Babylon kills Noah.
1: I feel like Seized and Outsiders probably both have uh, a yeah. cool, cool shot there.
0: Although I haven't seen Outsiders versus him too much. It, it doesn't see a ton of play with our play group, but that's, you know, it would still, sure. it would still yeah. cripple him. Uh, but I just, I, I didn't run into that as much as the Seized by Babylon. I
1: once played a, a tournament game against John Early and, uh, I attacked, I think it was twice, with either, I think the first time was with Noah, and the second time it was either with Noah or Noah was in my territory, and uh, twice he blocked with Outsiders, got to draw nine, and I had to wait to negate it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. He was uh, pretty salty. <laughs> yeah. So, not alone at number 15. So now we're looking for number 14. Um, do you want to suggest? I I think it's between 2. Um, but I'll I'll let you you say oh, first man. so that I don't influence you. Mm. Um And again, just because we're ranking these cards does not mean that you know they're not good cards. Right, right. Like with the right application, these cards are all fantastic. Yep. It's just a matter of some of them are not as you know, strong with the current game and the way that the game has adapted the last few years since they've came out to where they're not all seeing as much play and they're not all as relevant in today's game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think my number 14 would probably have to be hope. I think that there are decks where it is good. Like you were saying, uh, you know, if you're, if you're running joy, peace, or the Holy spirit, like, you know, it's definitely going to be in there. Um, but yeah, other than that, I I don't know that I'd necessarily use it for the enhancement side specifically. So it'd kind of be a uh, that, that's kind of what I'm what I'm going with, I think.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a fair one. That actually wasn't one of the two, but that's only because I, I wasn't thinking it wasn't on my radar <laughs> for a second. Uh, but and you would think that if if it had a modifier on the enhancement side that said cannot be prevented so that you could play, interrupt the battle, add to battle from your top seven through a an active negate. Then that card would be, first of all, it would be way too strong, but it would definitely not be 14 on this list. But because it gets shut down by easily being negated both ways, and it's kind of like some of those older cards where um, – what was that one card? When I got into the game, it was like there was a couple of cards that referred to like Dragon Dragon Raid has no effect. Oh, yeah. Like it It only works with... <laughs> it only works in a limited fashion with this other... I know it's one of the things that like Derek mentioned about the way the game used to be is like the cards were so specific right. that like if you weren't using these other cards, then it just had no purpose. So if you're you're not using Joy, Peace, the Holy Spirit, then it really doesn't benefit you all that much because the enhancement side isn't strong enough for you to throw that in, uh, you know, with teal and green because they've got, maybe maybe teal could use it a little bit more, but green just has so many other good enhancements that interrupt the battle and do things. And you're not, again, you're not adding a modifier to get through anything. Yeah,
1: and not to mention joy and peace or you know, neither of those are, are teal or green. And the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, benefits off of New Testament heroes, which you know, there are some you know, New Testament prophets and a few New Testament priests. But I think that in the decks where the the hero side is good, the enhancement side is, you know, uh, not going to be used as much. And in index where the enhancement side is good, the hero side won't really do much. So it seems like it's kind of, uh, you know, you want to have the value on both, but. Uh, it's, it would be kind of tough.
0: Yeah. I think it being seven o would, I mean, it could be a decent toss card in the right application. But That's true. It doesn't easily get tossed because it's not cannot be negated. Um, so you'd have to have like Goshen or, or something that actively tosses. Uh,
1: so here's here's what um, you do. You, you play the hero side and search for peace. Then you put peace onto St. Patrick. Then you get a bounce hope somehow, and then you can toss it off of St. Patrick.
0: <laughs> Always scheming, aren't you? <laughs>
1: yep.
0: You've already broken the game. So
1: I'll just wait for next with week. With your
0: deck out first turn. Oh man. Um, all right. So thirteen. I will tell you. I'll go ahead and insert here that I was thinking um, on the last one. I was like scapegoat and lost anointing, and both of those are really good. Um, but like. Like, Lost Anointing, I think, is really strong in the the right application because if you're, if you're using, especially with everybody playing a version of David when LOC came out, your David could be successful, and then you could discard their version just because yours had been successful um, with the way that that, that works. Um, so it could be really good in the right application, but it just it never, like, even when I've added it to a deck, it's always been one of those that I'll cut just because I, you you got to wait for him to be successful in battle to do it. And then, you, you know, you, it just it didn't offer enough value for other things that would fit in. And then Scapegoat is another one that it's really good if you're trying to stall out to get a combo off or something like that. But the fact that it makes you skip your turn as well, especially with, like, Undesirables coming out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's just a better option to try to get that ability. And then this is another one to where you've got the character side. And even though you've got the negate on the other one, um, and it's actually a really good negate because it's territory class and it banishes a curse or an evil evil enhancement. So even if um, they play like Confusion of Mind, you could play that. And you don't negate it, but you could banish it. Because you can do as much as you can, um, which actually I guess now as I'm talking about it, that seems really strong. So maybe it's it's maybe it's not necessarily that low. But those were the two that I was thinking just from the ones that I've played.
1: Yeah, I think both of those are are probably yeah, pretty close to the that bottom ish area for me. Uh, I and,
0: think and also Beth, Bethlehem's pretty close to there there too.
1: <laughs> you no, <know>, I honestly. <laughs> I wouldn't really argue with <laughs> argue with you there. <laughs> it's good.
0: Just because just because it's like it's it's good. It's good on the fortress side, yeah. and if you're using it on the site side, but now there's so many so many ways to negate neutral that it doesn't have a modifier on its own, so it would easily be negated. And the fortress, there's just so many really good fortresses right now. It's it's hard to you know find a spot for them in a type one deck, which is what right. I believe.
1: Yeah, well, the site side it grants a modifier, so it uh, can't be negated inherently.
0: Um, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that that's true. So it's kind of like humble and um, wicked. Yeah,
1: so I think that the decks that I'd be playing Bethlehem in mostly these days would be a Ruth or Luke deck where, you know, I might use the site if I, you know, it. it the site would have some purpose in my deck but i would probably mostly still use the fortress um
0: yeah if if covenant with death was still a thing
1: yeah that would would be good then
0: it would it would be a little bit higher up
1: uh with lost anointing i think pretty much that is kind of relegated to the reserve at this point uh where it's like you know if you have a way to get it with storehouse or wages of sin and you can use it on a hero that, or, or an evil character that either you know, your opponent has that's been blocking you or making rescues, or if you know, they do happen to have a version of a, a character that you were successful in battle with, I think that there's uh, you know, a reason for it to be um, you know, pulled out of reserve there. But yeah, I, I don't see myself main decking Lost Anointing in, in very many decks.
0: Yeah, and one of the characters that's the most anointing, uh, most anointing, <laughs> the most annoying <laughs> that you would try to get rid of is like after they've come in and made you toss your next enhancement with Jeremiah, mm-hmm. so you're like, all right, I'm gonna get this, but uh, I, I'm I just don't see the value there when there's other ways to take care of that.
1: Right. Yeah, I think it does. the The one case where it is the the best is if you get it on like your opponent's foreign wives or something and because it does have that regardless of protect part which might be more relevant now that you know we're seeing a little bit more protection with stuff like mary and um you know uh, see say you're
0: doing it like I did with scapegoat
1: you're, I trying, know, I'm, I'm <laughs> you're sitting here talking about
0: why list. it should be at the bottom of the list and you're like well, it actually could be applicable for this situation. Yeah,
1: I feel like we're going to do that with all of these, though. I, I still feel like it it belongs down here. Um, and I think Scapegoat, I think you were kind of on the right track with that, too, at the beginning when you were talking about how like it, it can be good if you're trying to stall. and It can be all right as a negate, but you know, right now... Um, and negates on on good enhancements. You know, if if the enhancement only negates and you know, banishes or discards or whatever, then it's probably not doing enough for you. It's like too situational.
0: I think I think scapegoat was one of those that I played in flood for a little bit, and then um, like behemoth just fits that slot a lot better as a negate, and then is a you know a good backbone of an evil character if you need to try to get a block with it this thing you're not you're not ever even really trying to push into battle and play an enhancement because I mean if you put it in battle uh i mean you're you're pretty low on resources at that point i would think right um so we've got we've we've talked about we've talked about three but mostly between scapegoat and lost anointing so what do you think should be thirteen
1: um mm mm-hmm. I think I'm probably putting scapegoat at thirteen. I think that would be be my thought. I think like the what, what really separates scapegoat from mourn and weep is the the restricts the player from attacking on their next turn, whereas mourn and weep was skips their next battle phase. So you could do it at the beginning of your turn if you're like, all right, I don't have a lost soul to rescue and I don't have a way to generate one, so I'm just gonna go and use this now, and uh, you know, it's it's good that it's not that because that's what made Morden Weep so bonkers, you know, that in multiplayer. And that's why I got the, the band hammer. But I think that yeah, the other side that, that Scapegoat is at now, like if you're not really trying to stall, then it's not going to be all that great and not a whole lot of people are trying to stall right now anyway.
0: Alright, so if we put Scapegoat there, I'm going to go ahead and say that we're going to throw... Lost Anointing at 12.
1: I think that's that's probably fair. I would probably play Bethlehem before playing Lost Anointing.
0: Yeah, and I think Bethlehem is probably right there for next. Um but maybe I'll open it up to your discussion. I'd...
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Mighty, Mighty Warrior Mighty Warrior is also one of those, dude. Let me tell you this and Brad, Brad or Jeremy are gonna listen to this and they're going to they're going to like reach out to me and make fun of me because we played booster draft right mm-hmm. at our recent tournament. You know, the tournament I told you I was going to Jeremy's for yep. a few weeks back. And I had this awesome play to go in with captured is it captured kinsman that does the uh add your red warrior to yep. battle. Okay, so I was coming in with him. I had a negate in my hand, and this <laughs> might have gotten me the momentum to win a soul. But I had the original Mighty Warrior, that was not a warrior class.
1: Oh, no.
0: So I realized after I was like, I'll capture him to not do anything. <laughs> and I was so mad. And they just kept kept clowning me about the Mighty Warrior not being a warrior. Like, how was it in the title? But it's not. I know that it predated like warrior class icons or whatnot, but gosh, it just frustrated me so bad because it was like if I got that, I would have had a chance to win. Um, and the way that it broke was we uh, I ended up coin we we just decided to coin flip for there were there was four of us playing booster, and we coin flipped, uh the two that tied at third, and I ended up losing the coin flip and going all the way down to fourth when I had a chance to win the oh, thing. Rip. <laughs>
1: There, here so, I thought you were going to say that you added the Mighty Warrior to battle, thinking you're going to you know, be able to toss the next evil enhancement, but then realized it was negated by Captured Kinsman. But this was much worse. <laughs> no.
0: No, yes, this was much more frustrating. Um, but then, like, if you take Mighty Warrior and you take away the fact that, like, uh, Josh used it in his Nationals winning deck for Type 1 this year, and he also... Uh, throughout the lackey grand prix at at certain points i think he had it in the uh post exilic deck that he was running um well i think he had it in there before it fully turned to um before it fully turned into post exilic uh exclusive on the heroes or more exclusive there was still a splash but apart from that i don't see many people using mighty warrior either so yeah maybe that's maybe this is coming up for a spot for it maybe
1: I think that I don't know yeah I I guess like on the surface though he seems like such a good hero because he's like basically Jeremiah but I think the fact that he has to be alone and just the you know it's not not a cloud hero so it's a little bit harder not a prophet so he doesn't get the benefit off of that stuff and you know Jeremiah is a priest too he's got all those identifiers that help a lot and
0: and as as Josh can tell you he's also not uh able to use some of the stronger some of the stronger enhancements for green like two bears that says if used by a profit right. interrupt the battle do do whatever yep. um i think that came up at nationals he ended up running into an issue like that so he seems really good and i see why he's included in index like what Josh was doing at nationals and obviously he made the right call cuz he won the thing But apart from, like, you know, using him in a very specific way or having him in there for a very specific reason, um, I don't see a lot of people running him. I've I've honestly, before Josh used it, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone run it except for Brad trying to do it at one point but then realizing how limited he actually is Yeah, because he doesn't have the identifiers and things of that nature. And there's not a ton of, you know isaiah cards or whatever uh that you're going to be you know targeting to pick up from the top of your deck
1: yeah it's it's just kind of spread out between like too many different themes like you know he involves music so I put him in a music deck but he's green and red so and he's a warrior so maybe i put him with warriors or he's you know has synergy with isaiah so Maybe I do that, and, and, and you know, on certain decks where you're able to, you know, mix one or two of those themes, like he's going to be one of your best heroes. But I agree with what your your analysis is here. Um, although I will say, uh, I kind of I have a hard time putting word of their testimony any higher than the Mighty Warrior. I think that it is a, uh, you know, it's a it's a decent battle winner but I don't think it gets used in any decks that aren't running Justin Martyr and like they're pretty much just doing it for the draw two and everybody searches for Blood of the Lamb first anyway
0: <laughs> Yeah, or, or they search for it again with a Martyr in the discard pile which is what I do right. <laughs> like one of their testimonies just chilling in the, in the reserve and I'm like it's in there in case I need it Jay looked at that Ruth and um, that Ruth deck where I added the little like any theme of martyrs with it, just as, like, while you're building your big uh, Ruth band with the heroes, sure. getting enough meat down to get the fish to go mm-hmm. off. Um, I had Justin Martyr, and he was like, there's no reason this isn't running. Word of their testimony. Okay, fine. <laughs> Threw it in reserve. Never used right. it. Never used it across, like, a handful of games. Yep. Like, word of their testimony pales in all comparison to Blood of the Lamb. If you can only search for one, you're always going to search for Blood of the lamb. And after you use it, it's in your discard pile. You've got fifth seal, justice seekers, so you can go into your discard pile. You're going to do that every yeah. time.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like you know, it's good against a, a red dragon. It's you know, it's decent off of Noah because it's it cannot be prevented if he plays it. But I think that you know there are just better cards for you know those. Themes right now are kind of the reasons yeah. that you so want.
0: So is this a little bit of a brotherly conflict here? You're trying to make sure that your brother's card gets put <laughs> down under yours.
1: I mean, we already we already put his at uh, his other one at number fifteen. So yeah, and now
0: you're trying to put his his <laughs> second one down before yours goes
1: down. Uh, I mean,
0: I'm reading between the <laughs> lines here.
1: It could be it could be a little bit of that there, but uh, I don't know. I, I'd be willing to put. Bethlehem under word of their testimony but I think they'd be pretty close we're just we're just good about making you know fair balanced cards you know?
0: okay so let me uh, let me let me see if you have any any um, opposition to doing this for a three card ranking so we put down Bethlehem where their testimony then mighty warrior and then knocks out the next three
1: Gets us to the top eight. I think that's probably that's probably fair. Yeah.
0: Okay. So Bethlehem.
1: Are you writing these down? Because I'm I'm definitely not keeping track. I am just kind of like trying to memorize it in my head here, but I don't know if it's working. Yeah,
0: I I, I'm writing them down. Right, right, cool. Uh, I'm keeping up with my spreadsheet, (laughs) except for I'm using a pen this time. (laughs) Very nice.
1: I hope you have boxes uh, and everything and you labeled your, your rows and your columns.
0: Um, I actually didn't. Oh. oh, man, I'm just a failure.
1: Chris is going to be really disappointed uh, in you.
0: All right, so top eight. Top eight. So we have eliminated, or we have ranked. I won't say eliminated, although we've eliminated them from the rest of the ranking. Uh, Not Alone is 15th. 14th is Hope. Scapegoat is thirteenth, lost anointing is twelve, Bethlehem eleven, word of their testimony ten, and the mighty warrior is nine.
1: Mm-hmm. I um, think I've got my number eight, so I'm going to let you let you think about it.
0: Your number eight. Let's see. We're getting we're getting into the part to where it's going to be like you're putting you're putting down a really good card at this point. Um, but I think Covenant of Prayer has to be next because of the limited usage and application and also the fact that it allowed people to run the Broken Love at First Sight combo. Gabe, what are you doing, man? <laughs> you enabled the combo, man. It's
1: all his fault.
0: Golly.
1: Um, it's all Gabe's fault. Yep, that was my number eight, too. <laughs> nice, Part nice. kind like personal vendetta against the car, though, because I, I did not like it at all when it first came out. <laughs> So I was like, yeah,
0: I know you. You, you mentioned that on uh, one of the one of the early podcast episodes we had you on. Yeah.
1: I, I, oh, that's right. Yeah. But basically, just to kind of reiterate the the reasons. Uh, for one, I didn't at that point didn't like the you know, free reserve access because this came out you know, basically with the reserve. and Revelation of John was the first set to reference the reserve. And I was like, okay, well, we've just printed this card that lets you get any card from your reserve, which maybe that's a good thing because there wasn't a whole lot of reserve access. So you could put a bigger variety of cards in there, but then it just meant, meant that it was an auto include in every deck because it's, you know, one of these other 10 cards that you could, uh, choose, um, and then,
0: so you just put it in your deck to kind of cut the odds down or increase the odds in your favor to be able to get to what you really want. Right, yeah. Versus like using that slot for individual creativity within deck building. Yep.
1: And then uh, just the idea of you know getting a card back that was banished was kind of like, yeah, I don't know that I really like that. You know, I've gotten used to it now. And I think that that's actually why Covenant of Prayer isn't lower on my list now because... Like pre GOC, I think it it might have been a little bit lower on on the list, in my opinion. But I think you know, Voice from Heaven starts becoming popular, and um, you know there there are other cards that are already uh, you know fairly popular, like Reverence and Awe, and um, you know, Confusion is another one that we're going to get to here um, that you know could banish your Son of God, and if you uh, especially with reverence and awe, if they're, you know, banish your son of God from your discard pile, then you get to use covenant of prayer to uh, take it and play it again. And so I think that uh, covenant of prayer is um, better because of that. And I'm almost, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, and I'm pretty sure that that's the reason that voice from heaven doesn't banish good dominance because and then it would just be like, yeah. if everyone's playing voice from heaven, everyone's playing coming prayer and getting another dominus I think,
0: I think you're right on that interaction. Cause I thought about that too. When I played, um, ironically, you just got done playing Matt and I played him the other day and he played voice from heaven. And so it was when I was sorting out the cards from the discard pile, except good dominance. And I was like, okay, I know what that's
1: for. <laughs> yeah. I think it's either that or just to like, not punish you super hard for playing son of God. And then playing Voice from Heaven before you get to your second coming.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess timing could be an issue too for the user. Um, so moving on, I will say that we will definitely give, give Gabe some some cool points for having commissioned art on his
1: card. Yes, yeah, that's, that's true. Uh,
0: it would be kind of interesting to see if anybody comes up, comes with some custom art for their card this year.
1: I'm going to it myself. After Nationals. would be great if I win.
0: You're going you're gonna to draw it yourself. <laughs> Stick figures for the win.
1: <laughs> I am by no means um, an artist. So.
0: so now we're at number seven, the number of completion. And this is complete um, um, betrayal to one of these cards because they are all still really, mm-hmm. at this point, they're all really good cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm leaning a certain way, but... I'll let you say and see if we're on the same brain, brain uh, waves again. Uh, What do you got?
1: I think I'm, I'm kind of between two, maybe three. Um,
0: okay. I I thought I had a pretty clear one here.
1: I think I'm going to go with Leviathan.
0: Really? Is it love? Leviathan with the reserve rule is
1: Yeah, it's just
0: I think I think it got hurt a little bit being that turn one big big, you know, strong character that's protected from Dominance and it gets to go and pick up a negate from the reserve. Right. And not being able to do that turn one, now it becomes a better block late game once you've burned resources. So
1: Yeah, I think that I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't play animals all that much. I mean, I I did. I was actually using Leviathan in the game that I just played that uh, will be coming on a Thursday. So, you know, it's not that I never use it, but I just feel like it. It kind of had its moment for a while, but I don't know. Uh, it just feels like right now, in the the way that the meta is currently, doesn't seem like it's quite up there.
0: Although, although with the cross now tossing cannot be negated as another you know another option along with coliseum for CBN cards to be tossed, it adds another way to
1: toss it. That is true. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it could could help out Genesis there where you, you can actually toss it without having to do the whole uh, peace thing. Uh, yeah. That's, um, I was that's an argument. I was actually leaning towards. And I know it's really good, but it's also really limited. Um, Oh, maybe not. But if used by a Daniel Hero on it. So I was leaning toward Faith Unbowed. Mm,
1: That was one of my three.
0: So, like, I mean, it's a really good card if you're using Daniel, Uh but it's got to be a Daniel Hero to banish the card to do the Protect, which is probably the strongest part of it is that it interrupts the battle, withdraws characters... But then, boom, removes itself to protect good cards. Um, if you don't get that other part, then it's interrupt the battle, withdraw all evil characters. I mean, that's a good ability, but there's other ways to get that ability.
1: Yeah, I just think that... I mean, the, yeah, I guess there are kind of other ways. I was just thinking about those other ways also being good, though. Like, you know, Royal Parade is a very good card. Is anything that interrupts and removes all evil characters from battle, is something that I think is a lot better in rotation than it was previously, and so the fact that this can also be made uh, cannot be negated by you know, the promo Michael or by Mordecai, um, and the fact that I think Daniel and X are going to see a little bit of a, a resurgence after you know, the Chief Prince is more widely available. Oh, that card looks so good! Doesn't I know, it? right? Aside from the. This is the small typo, but we don't talk about that.
0: What what typo is it again?
1: Uh, there's a there's a small typo in in his special ability. Um,
0: I probably already know this, and I've already forgotten it because I'm sure it was brought up on Discord. <laughs>
1: Let's see. Uh, I don't even know if. In, I wonder if they fixed the image, and that's the one that's in Lackey right now.
0: Yeah, because I'm looking at it on Your Turn Games. That's where I go to look up cards quickly. Yeah. Um, So shout out to to Derek for keeping his site up to date. But I don't. <laughs> he gets, I he don't gets see the same in, images
1: that Lackey does. So.
0: <laughs> I know, but it also takes work to work to keep them updated. Yeah, that's, that's very so. true.
1: Um. Yeah, I think it was that enhancements was spelled wrong.
0: Oh yeah, it didn't have the, the E after the C probably. Yeah, I think the that, I don't know why. Like my phone my phone auto corrects to an incorrect. like it, it auto fills an incorrect one. And then it'll put, you know, like the red line under it and you <laughs> click on it, and it'll try to change it. Like why did you auto-fill to the wrong one? <laughs> you I mean at like some point I'm sure it. I left the E off yeah. at some point, but why do you not just Go to the one you know is right.
1: You claim to be a smartphone.
0: <laughs> I'm not. We're not going to start the Apple versus uh, Android debate here. No, no, I mean, I know you're an Android fan. I
1: mean, I don't think my phone has ever has ever done that. But, uh, but yeah, we yeah. don't have to go there. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's done that.
0: All right. So let's say. Um, so you said Leviathan. I said Faith Unbowed. But Faith Unbowed was also in your top three are are your bottom three here. So I say we just split the difference and we go, since we both mentioned faith unbowed, we put it there and then Leviathan next.
1: I think, I think that's fair. Although I'm, well, I'm, I think it's fair on faith unbowed. I'm willing to hear arguments for if you think Leviathan should be higher.
0: Um, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the fact that he kind of loses some of his, some of his, you know, um, I guess quick speed being that turn one block that grabs you an animal from your deck and grabs his negate because I mean, with the way that offense is banned, I mean, you're really looking at him to have a negate or something and overpower like an individual, uh, hero or a small band. So there, there's a lot of ways to get around him. Um, I guess it would really come down to what I would put next. Like if, if Leviathan isn't here at number six, what am I putting? Right. And so we've got faith left, Joshua left, ends of the earth, confusion, Colosseum, and Leviathan. And I think if I'm I'm not putting him here, I think then I'm either putting Colosseum or the ends of the earth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are so. Those are the next two that I'm I'm thinking as well.
0: And and if I'm not doing Leviathan, I'm probably putting um, Josh Knitt's ends of the earth here.
1: That's that's I think what I, I would lean towards as well. But I,
0: I I noticed I've noticed when I try to use ends of the earth now in today's game, and actually maybe this is, this is the right move to leave Leviathan, move him one spot higher, and put ends of the earth here, because ends of the earth tends to get negated a good bit now. Because it cannot be interrupted, but not cannot be prevented, and sites are neutral, so it gets hit by a lot of things these days. Now, when it goes off, it's still really good, and it's good because you can use it on your deck to you know, you know, look at the top of your your deck and try to find a battle winner, or you can use it for Soul Gen on your opponent. But right now, Soul Gen with Harvest Time, I don't know how that's really going to shape shape up, but it almost seems like even if you're not running harvest time, there's a chance your opponent's running it and you know, they're going to put souls on the board for you. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how that all shakes out to where ends of the earth. It seems like it's going to be a more techie card even more so than it has been currently.
1: Mm -hmm. Although I, I guess we will probably see a few more missionaries being, uh, coming out or being played, I guess with, uh, all the New Testament stuff that's coming out, and so I think that there's kind of some
0: oh decent. See, there you go. I forgot all about the missionary line.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's completely fair because I don't think anyone's ever used it until pretty uh, pretty soon here. Preach to the ends of the earth now, I mean, missionaries,
0: it is your time.
1: I guess like Paul has he's he's pretty decent, and he only negates. Uh, or he does not negate neutral cards from Axe, which Ends of the Earth is, and the Ends of the Earth is basically the reason that he has that uh, exception. Um, yeah. and I,
0: I will also say, while we're talking about Ends of the Earth, just to put it out there, it's one of my favorite pieces of art on, like, a card that, like, you're not building your deck around. Mm. Obviously, like, you can, like, a character or something... A lot more than you can just a support card right but for just a support card i really like the artwork yeah i kind of uh i remember looking it up and i was i was looking it up to see if i could get a playmat of it but it's hard to do that because it's such a big image in a square format oh yeah to try to stretch that into a rectangle you either cut off the top or the bottom which kind of loses the way that it looks on the card
1: yeah but i really like
0: the artwork on ends of the earth
1: is there i mean I feel like the image is probably like kind of snipped off on the, the edges at a certain point. If you look at the,
0: yeah, I I looked online and and most of them were pretty squared.
1: I suppose I should have known you, you would do your research, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, what's especially cool though, is if you look at the alternate border version and uh, that looks really sweet because it has all of the like lost soul images of like the, you know, like oh, yeah, I remember fossils. seeing that at one point. Um, yeah, that that one's really... That's or I think that makes it look a lot cooler. Um, yeah, I don't know.
0: All right, so I'll, I'll let you choose between the two and, and choose the order. I think those are the next two, though.
1: I think... Yeah, I think I'm going Leviathan and then Ends of the Earth. So the other thing about Ends of the Earth is you can... Uh, so negating an evil or neutral card that's not in battle means you can negate uh one that's in set-aside area. So you can negate a Gates of Hell or a Shield. Like if your you know hero uses a search ability or something.
0: So not in battle doesn't default to in play though.
1: That is correct. Yeah.
0: Nice. I I did not know that. Yeah. See, you might have to wait. You might have to wait an hour into an episode that was supposed to be 45 minutes but (laughs) you will find a nugget somewhere (laughs) in here there you go people today's nugget
1: yep i think the origin of that had something to do with lampstand of the sanctuary saying uh protect cards not in battle from evil dominance and then it would it always been ruled that it protected lost souls in light of redemption from uh falling away um and either they changed it or after realizing that might not have been the case, or it was always the case. Um, But, you know, cards that are are not in battle means cards that are uh, in play, set aside in land of redemption, I believe.
0: So getting back to it, we're down to four. The four remaining are Colosseum, Confusion, Joshua, the Conqueror and Faith. So at this point, 50% 50% of the top four here were created by Brian Jones. So we need Brian Jones to come back and make some more cards, apparently.
1: Oh, I don't know uh, about that. Or maybe not. Maybe
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't – like, do you say, good job, you made some cards that kind of stood the test of time? Or do you say, hey, you made some kind of broken cards? I don't know. i say, like,
1: bravo I for think it, getting these cards past the, the, the playtesters <laughs> and, and elders.
0: Pulling a fast one over. Yeah,
1: like, how did you do this? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I saw uh, Joshua
1: for the first time, and I was like, "Wait a second! Like, this is what my card does. Like, I could have put so many more abilities on here. You
0: could you could fix Joshua just by taking away the modifier. That's true. Like, I think that I think if he was easily negated or whatever, like exchanged to territory or something, then you could negate him, bring him back into battle or whatever. Um, that'd be that'd be okay. Or if he just I think exchange. what makes him
1: Huh? Or if he just didn't exchange.
0: Well, I mean, I guess, but I think that's kind of the whole point of his character of uh, or this version. He just comes in, hits something, and then, you know, right. exchanges. Yeah. I, I think if you just got got away from where it's cannot be negated to where, like, even if they're preventing cards, you know, negating, somehow they're negating, and then he does his thing no matter what. He gets through confusion of mind. He gets through... Um, all kinds of things. I'm not sure. Yeah. I was, I was thinking for another one, uh, that was in rotation and I couldn't <laughs> do it off the top of my head. <laughs> I had the, uh, old classic brain.
1: Covenant with death. Um,
0: yeah. So I would, I would say here, I mentioned it before. Um, I really do like, I really do like Coliseum, but I think it would be my next one.
1: Yep. I, I think that's my number four here as well.
0: Okay, so I'll just go ahead and put it down. Um, we can we can spend a minute talking about it, I guess, just to, since we have every other card. I really do, I really do like it for the fact that you used to be able to um, be able to work it to toss down a protected character, but now there's they've come out with other ways to do that. Um, like we mentioned earlier, the cross does basically the same thing. If it has cannot be negated, it gets tossed. Um, now, this one did at the time that Cloud came out. I'm sure it was it was more, uh, you might have saw more use for the or have no special ability part, but now that's really not applicable. We've got Meek Heroes. We don't necessarily have Meek Enhancements. Right. And I, I would say that most of those at this point, except for maybe the ones in the starter deck, I mean, I think those are the only ones that are in rotation is what came out of the starter decks for INJ.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the coolest application of that was to use uh, Ethiopian Treasure, which everybody knows the the part about being able to play an enhancement, but it also lets you search your deck or discard pile for an enhancement without a special ability. And so if you ran Colosseum, you could run three copies of uh, Letters to the Churches in your Type 1 deck. Or or just one, and then you know use ET to keep recycling it. But it's a a seven o enhancement or purple enhancement with no special ability from the H deck. See, so yeah, it's just a, a toss for seven that you could have available every turn with ET.
0: You know, you know when I was building my King Noah deck mm-hmm. um, last tournament, uh, end of the season before, and into last tournament season before Love at First Sight. Uh, Ethiopian treasurer was like battling Noah neck and neck for was he going to be that like superstar hero <laughs> uh, because it, you could you could put um you could put the thing on him to make him a king and he was purple and he would trigger throne and um I I I think let me make sure I'm not lying to you but I, I'm pretty sure that um um a royal priesthood would go on him. I don't remember what the reasoning was that I, I got away from it. Um, yeah. A royal priesthood's got purple. So it would go on um, and make him a high priest and King of Judah. Yep. Um, he was, was he new Testament? Yes. Okay. Maybe that's what it was. And there was a lot of things that it didn't play well with because it was like o- old Testament. Maybe that's what it was. Mm, sure. Um,
1: yeah. Well, if there was a, if there's a, a good enhancement that doesn't have a special ability that has big enough strength, that was purple, like letters to the churches is New Testament. But otherwise, if you could, uh actually no, let's see, uh, Throne of David just says purple yeah. enhancement, right? That's what
0: I was going to check. Yeah, um, I don't know what what it was that I got away from him. Maybe I just thought Noah's prevent was just too good to pass up. Yeah, and the I think it. I think honestly, it was all the meek. Meek stuff that you could play off of it, Book of the Law, um, the Meek Protect, all of that that stuff that you couldn't do with the Treasure. But getting to play a pre-block enhancement and then getting to play uh, one after they block would have been crazy. But I ended up kind of replicating that with Hidden Treasures before, um, so I could pop off, like, you know, um, the original, well, not the original, I think there was one before, but Authority of Christ promo version. Uh, pre-block or the flood pre-block um whatnot
1: yeah um, okay yeah Throne of David does say Purple King but OT enhancement See, yeah you couldn't play AOC or whatever but.
0: yeah I couldn't play like a royal royal parade or uh anything mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the better enhancements were um well no I mean I could play them they were OT I don't I don't know what a, what a, ended up pulling me away except for just the meek stuff. Yeah. But I remember there was something I was just like, "Oh, nope, don't like that. I'm 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 good." But I mean, I it it took everything in me not to not to roll with that guy for a little bit.
1: He's he was pretty um, good. He's a classic ETASC yeah. that was, that's Where I was at.
0: Um So, now we're down to the top 3, and the top 3 being Confusion, Joshua, and Faith. Um, I'm going to default to you here. I'm going to let you help pick <laughs> the third one first because oh, all three of these are really good and are um, all three are very meta relevant at right now, mm-hmm. especially with falling away. Not being in the meta confusion is even better because if you can get rid of their son of God, then, you know, they they lose the ability to play falling away on you to try to keep up a little bit. Like this is it. It helps it. It helps them get further, or the person that plays it get further along in the race. Two five. Right. Uh, without the, you know, I'm just going to play this card and you know take a soul back to slow you down a little bit, taking that out of the meta. If you can do this, and then if you could pair this with like undesirables, so I don't know how you put confusion here, but then I don't know how you put Joshua or Faith here. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, I feel like both of us should come up with our... Our, our order for the top three first, and then and then we'll share them.
0: Mm. See, the thing about faith and Joshua versus confusion. Confusion is a win condition um, modifier. It modifies the other person's win condition at the drop of a hat. They now have to change the way that they're playing, and they have to potentially win two more battles. Yeah, that. Most people don't plan to win two extra battles on offense. They're like, if I can get this for my first rescue, my second, this is my third. And beyond that, you can get most players shook when you take away those rescue options and they're having to find something outside of those, um, especially newer players to the game or, you know, intermediate-level players. Um, so that one affects the overall uh, win condition for the players. Um, or at least the player that's affected by it. If you're the one to get it off, then you're in a better spot winning the game. So its it's potential to affect the game is ridiculously high. Yep. And then Joshua, I think, would be the one with the next ability to affect the game. And then Faith would be third. So, And I don't know if that means that you rank them, Confusion, Joshua, Faith, as one, two, and three. But that's that's what I would I would say as far as the impact on the game. So how do you, how do you think they impact the game? Where where would you rank them just on impact of the game?
1: Uh, I think yeah. So like impact on a particular game, I think. Hmm.
0: Now keep in mind that faith you can keep you can keep um, shuffling because it says take it doesn't say exchange. You can just keep shuffling it back into your deck so that they can't get their cross off.
1: Right, that's true. Not that that that's actually going to happen until until they reserve with their, uh, you know, Bardemias with their gold.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Uh, I'm just just throwing it out there. I don't know if that because I've I've thought about the fact that there's so many enhancements that just shuffle themselves that you could just try to keep all those in your deck. So if somebody did did play the cross, they would have to like mill you a little bit, but I think most decks that are playing the cross probably have an element of meal in them. Yeah,
1: I mean, if, if they're going for that you know, alternate win condition part of the cross, then yeah, I think so. Um, oh, man. I guess we should also
0: keep in mind, I know that I asked you and I could just keep cutting you off on your thought. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we shouldn't let Confusion win just because we don't want to hear John Early brag about still having... I created this card in 2015 and it's still the best created card.
1: <laughs> See, I you know, it's like, even
0: stronger than the broken Joshua the Conqueror. <laughs> I don't know if we can let him have that. One man should not wield that much power. Uh, that's true. To have that,
1: but but then again, you know, Brian's already got two in the top three. Like, I don't know. I guess he he hasn't been playing much recently, though. He probably won't listen to this. At least, you know, not, not anytime soon. I don't know how much he's been playing lately. So, you know, maybe
0: I don't know, but I I will say I've heard I've heard his name quite a few uh, and by all accounts I guess he was a really good player when he did play. Um, especially considering he's got two cards. But yeah, if he ever did play in a medi meta tournament, maybe that would be the question we ask is how did you sneak these by <laughs> the playtest team? Yep. I... Like like faith faith <laughs> seems really strong. But then not only not only like so you've got not alone by your brother and then word of their testimony. They kind of, you know, they fit in the same brigades because one of them is rainbow. And they kind of help out the same thing. Um, And then you have Daniel with Coliseum and then Lost Anointing. He's really going regardless of protect. I guess he does not like Foreign Wives.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) With both of his. But then you look at Brian's, and one of them makes the other one stronger. And then, oh, you get rid of him? Well, I'll use my other one to get my other one back. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: they just, like, he made really good cards that have great synergy between
1: them. Yeah
0: and they're both busted
1: yeah i think i mean you kind of see some some like playstyles or kind of perspectives in the the cards made here where you, like daniel he wanted and, and josh as well um you know they wanted cards that really kind of impacted the game or kind of fixed things in the game or like you know coliseum made a huge uh impact when it when it first came out and you know it's still pretty good today and Ends of the earth was to help, you know, soul drought and that kind of stuff. And uh, J-
0: JD just wanted to interrupt the battle, apparently. <laughs> because both of his says, interrupt the battle and do a bunch of stuff.
1: Yep. Yep. No, you can kind of see some, like, I think, kind of the, you know, faith and, or faith unbowed and hope. Like, I think he, you know, kind of likes those uh, more symbolic aspects, yeah. I guess. And, you know,
0: I think I think hope was influenced by. The Children of Light deck, where he used all of the uh, uh, fruits of the spirit or whatever. I could see that. Isn't that yeah. how that deck worked? So, I mean, after he won nationals, he was probably on a, on a little bit of a children Children of Light. Um, I, I don't know thrill ride, and he was just like, "Let's keep it going. Let's let's roll it into next year," and then the hammer came. Yeah,
1: yep. I could see that. Yeah, although I don't know, Children of Light isn't uh, green or teal, so. No chance to use the other side.
0: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I really, I really don't get the the other side at all. To be honest, like, I mean, I, I, I guess I get it for like the a card titled Hope should fit into those brigades. short sure, prophets. You know, bring hope of you know a coming Messiah that type of thing. The priest, you know, looking over the people, you know, the godly priest or whatever. You know, offering hope to the people, but like with no the other scapegoat. side being clay and white, <laughs> it just it just doesn't it 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 just seems odd yeah. because like if you were playing a deck with white and it's it's almost like you you don't play this in a deck where you can play both sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is just not a way to do it. You can do that with scapegoat because one of them you know it's a different alignment. You've got crimson animals, and then you've got till and um green for profits right here you know it's both offense so you have four brigades represented and oh okay i guess you could hit one of those but very rarely are you going to have white and clay and then green and teal, yeah and be able to ensure that you're able to play it both ways
1: Yep, and i'm sure that he's got like a perfectly logical explanation for like why you know he wanted to do those brigades on on those sides and everything but and maybe one of the elders who you worked with them or something knows. Yeah. I, uh, I can't really put it together.
0: I will say that there's not a single card here except for scapegoat on the animal side. That is single brigade. So when, when Gabe mentioned that the cards uh, for this new run of the player created cards, is going to be single brigade character or enhancement. You can definitely see the toning down already. No modifiers, and it's going to be single brigade because every one of these is multi brigade, yeah. or they're not a character or an enhancement. No, an enhancement. Leviathan
1: on the enhancement side, I guess, technically counts. Too, oh,
0: okay, but... that that's fair, but it so rarely gets used on that side. Yeah, you know that it doesn't register with me as as quickly.
1: <laughs> um. I guess hope is kind of the ultimate initiative hero, though. Zero twelve, you know.
0: Is it because the worms still exist?
1: Yeah, the worms is zero one, so it's a yeah.
0: That is that is the ultimate. Like you can't get any better than that.
1: Well, but it, if a, if the worm blocks hope, then it'd be stalemate. So it'd be hope's initiative.
0: Yeah, that is fair. Yeah. Look at you bringing reason to the
1: plate. Yeah, yeah. I just
0: need you to bring a ranking to the just plate. Got to
1: give people hope. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just confusion. I don't know. Um, yeah. Do you? Th- what do? You,
0: what do you think's better, Faith or Faith or Joshua? Of the the two Brian Jones cards,
1: hmm. I'm, I'm leaning towards Joshua. But I mean, I I think that like if you would ask me last year, I think I would easily put you know Joshua Faith than confusion.
0: Yes, I absolutely. I think it's it's really come back with the fact that, especially in pale green, having one of the only ways to shuffle all the lost souls on your side with death of unrighteous, and then you add in confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's rotation has definitely made it more playable, getting rid of falling away um, so that you really hurt them if you're, you're able to do that. And the fact that if you start building that, that deck that's going to try to manipulate the win condition by hiding souls with confusion of mind. You can also play confusion. There's just also a lot of really good characters to play this off of. We just mentioned, um, we mentioned uh, the worm. Not that you you really get initiative against everything, but if you want just a low number guy to get initiative, you could grab this from reserve. I know that reserve has the delay now, but you can grab it with Persian horseman. Conjurers grabs it. Mm-hmm. Um, Babylonian Siege Army. Or no, I'm sorry, not Babylonian Siege Army. Mounted uh, Forces. Mounted Forces, yes. Those all grab it from reserve, yeah. so it's easily, you know, the rapture. Uh, accessible that way. You can also, yeah, there you go. And you can play it off of, you can also play it off of um, the Serpent. So you can come in paralyzed, boom, play this, die. Yep. And if you do that, then... I mean, it's almost like game, set, match.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that, like, I don't know, for some reason, I feel like Confusion has, like, even though all of the, the cards that work well with it have already been out for long enough, maybe it is rotation, and, you know, the fact that falling away isn't there, that, you know, I see Confusion being played more often. I think there were certain people that played it all the time, but I think that, you know, now it's, it's being seen by more people. Um, and I think also the amount of banding that people are doing on offense right now and the amount of, like, yeah, I'm just going to be bigger, give you initiative, and then just negate whatever you're playing, I think makes confusion a little bit uh, you know, more likely to, to happen. You know, even if you are blocking with the 6-6 mounted forces... You might still get initiative to play confusing confusion if you pull it from reserve
0: definitely because also you're looking at um or i know at least for for my purposes uh the way that i think about it is i would almost give you that soul i'm okay with losing my evil character giving you that soul to take away your two free ones by getting rid of your son of god right and we also talked about earlier covenant of prayer the one of the you know, a few cards. I actually, maybe the only card that gets it back once it's it's banished, um, that that card hasn't seen as much play. So, I you know, back when you talked about when it first came out and covenant of prayer was everywhere. Confusion. You know, it was counter. It was kind of like falling away and guardian of your souls. Yeah. You know, there was a, the, a ebb and flow there. Yep. Which card is getting played the most, and then you have to have one to counteract the other. Um, but you probably aren't trying to play both, or maybe you do. And, you know, you just have that back and forth, and now as covenant of prayer usage has gone down, confusion is on the rise, and if it starts being something that gets off a lot more, then, uh, you know, even though it's getting played now, you know, there's there's plenty of ways to negate it, but if it gets to where it's punching through a lot more, I could see players starting to pick up covenant of prayer again.
1: Yeah, I can certainly see that.
0: Um, I think it's just kind of like that—that that same ebb and flow that Guardian of Your Souls and Falling Away had.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, I feel like people probably want us to stop beating around the bush here. I think I would go with your your kind of impact on the game order, and I think that that's what I'm going to go with for my overall, even though it does, you know, give the the top spot to John.
0: Yeah, we don't need him getting the top spot on anything. So maybe I'll just uh, we'll just we'll just not publish the episode to where he can hear it. We'll just we'll have you know some something that restricts his access. <laughs> there we go.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, Joshua number two, faith number three, and number one is confusion, and I think it's really. I think when I looked at this list before, because I knew what we were doing, you know, you got this sprung on you as the episode started being recorded here. Uh Um, I was thinking, and I was just like, I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to force it. But if it's up to me, I would say confusion just because it directly, everything else affects like battles and, you know, whatnot. But then a dom could come in, even if you, you know, you get a block with a character um, or, you know... you you win a battle, they could hit you with a dominant to not give up a soul. Mm -hmm. If confusion goes off, it's removed from the game. No dominant, you know, hits it. Yep. So, and the fact that it directly correlates to an impact on the win condition of the player uh, that it's being played against. I just, when I looked at the list, that was going to be my number one if I had to rank on myself. Sure.
1: Oh, okay, so, there is,
0: but I didn't want to force it and influence yours. There,
1: there is one dominant that does impact it, though. You have to ask Brad. You can play awesome. Oh things. yeah,
0: if you you play awesome things to interrupt <laughs> the battle. Yeah, interrupt the battle. And uh, which I tried to tell him that for the longest time. Don't get me started on this. I tried to tell him that that happened, but he played against somebody that said it didn't work <laughs> at some point, and he's like, "No, they said it didn't work," and I'm like, "Brad, <laughs> it works, it works." <laughs> And I'm like, if if I have a question about something and it's going to impact a a game that I'm trying to play, sometimes I won't even ask it. I'll I'll just, like, DM Marcus and ask him because I don't want to, like, give away what I'm trying to do. I don't know why it's, you know, those rules. And it's also the fact that, like, I just want a straight answer from him versus someone giving their opinion. And I try not to, unless I think I'm 100% right, I try not to – say anything definitive on a ruling you know i'll be like well this is what i I think but some people some people answer and then you you know marcus comes in and completely undoes (laughs) what they say and i would hate to play i would hate to play a game working off of something and then a day or two later realize that it was wrong and so sometimes i'll just message him Mm -hmm. directly to get an answer
1: I, i get that i usually message him directly when i find a a combo and I just want to be like, hey, does this work right? <laughs> does, this, does this work the way I think it works?
0: And then he tells you, yes, Jaden, you can deck out. Turn <laughs> That's pretty much him.
1: exactly what it was like. Um, so I think the one more argument for confusion that uh, you know you as a Type 1 player may not have picked up on, but it does say remove all copies of the named card in the player's deck discard pile and hand from the game. So...
0: Yeah, so if you, they have like a main hero that they're using or something.
1: Yeah, mostly it's going to be enhancements where, especially now with GOC, having a lot more single brigade enhancements.
0: Yeah, you're, all four of your Amazing Faith are gone. Yeah, well, uh,
1: I, was, I was thinking teaching in parables, but you know, Amazing Faith, that works too. It probably isn't a four of in Type 2, but it's... Really? Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess because you have to play it in battle. Yeah,
1: and eventually you're gonna run out of good dominance.
0: I just that card. That card looks ridiculous. It's. I can't wait to throw it into a post-exilic deck because <laughs> I.
1: It is. It, it's definitely pretty good. I was I was talking to Chris when we were doing the the box opening. I think that was before you got there, and we were talking about it a little bit. And we were probably like, yeah, it's probably a two or three in type two, but i uh, I'll build oh. you a type two deck with four of them in there
0: okay go ahead and set me up to lose
1: well i mean i'll set you up to to realize you were wrong and then you can correct your mistakes you
0: know nice nice (laughs) all right well so that's that's the definitive rankings for all of the player created cards we've got not alone hope scapegoat lost anointing bethlehem word of their testimony the mighty warrior covenant of prayer faith unbowed leviathan Ends of the earth, Colosseum, Faith, Joshua, and Confusion at the top. That's how we ranked them. That's the official list. Me and Jaden decided you guys don't get a vote. You just gotta accept that's what they are. Okay. Um, but definitely the big takeaway is that Create a card is coming back in a more simplistic form. And all of the parameters were at the beginning of the episode and you can, you can go back and listen to that. Um, when it's posted on Land of Redemption, we'll probably list out the parameters there as well. Mm-hmm. But definitely you want to try targeting winning one of the five categories at nationals so that you can create your own card. I think it even even if the cards aren't as strong as cards in the past, it's still a pretty cool idea to know that you got to create a card, pick out you know title of the card, the artwork, the ability, that type of thing. So hopefully this is just another bit of fuel to the uh, hype train as we head toward nationals in July in Iowa. Oh yeah. So in in closing, is there anything you want to say to the beautiful people out there?
1: Jaden? Um, I would just like to reiterate your point about, you know, the, the power of the card, even though they're not going to be quite as good, uh, you know, isn't necessarily, you know, what, what matters, uh, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly fine having my created card be around what like 10 is that what we put it at um
0: it was 11 it oh. did not make the top okay. 10 well but... in
1: that case never mind uh, the power is everything you <laughs> no, <just> uh, <laughs> I think that the um yeah it's 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 pretty cool to be able to you know have a, a card that has I guess your uh you know title on it or kind of to, to remember that and I, I think it's you know I always enjoy being like, all right, this deck, you know, I can fit Bethlehem in there. And so I think that even if they're not the most, you know, competitive cards or the most like playable cards, it's still a lot of fun to have them available. You see them in booster draft and other you know uh, limited categories and just kind of more like fun decks, even if they're not, you know, the, the, the faiths and the Joshua's and the confusions of the game.
0: Alright, so we're gonna go ahead and close the episode here. Uh, thank you for coming on, Jaden, and talking, and um, you know, trying to crush your brother's hopes and dreams and put your card above his, even though it didn't quite work out that way in the final standings.
1: Um, yeah, we win some, we lose some.
0: You also gave bragging rights to your brother-in-law, so uh, it's gonna be fun holidays at your your place. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, you all are making plans to join us at nationals and you know, we'll keep the hype train rolling. So thanks for listening peace. All right. That's going to do it for us. Episode 19 in the books. Want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. Also would like to thank Jaden for coming on and, you know, hanging out with me for this episode. Hopefully you guys are as excited as I am about the card creation incentive coming back. And the fact that, Cactus and Rob and the design team, the elders, are pulling out all of the stops to make this the greatest Nationals as far as, you know, the overwhelming hype and anticipation to try to drive those numbers back up to a healthy level. So hopefully you're making your plans to be at Nationals because it's going to be insane. So make sure you make your plans. Join us there. Also, Lackey Grand Prix version two is now underway so make sure you get your matchups in and you have until monday to do so and we'll talk to you next week on the next episode thanks for being here peace